With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You are now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is a former UCLA Bruin baller that spent 10 seasons playing in the NBA. He now works for the Houston Rockets as their color analyst. Let's welcome in Ryan Hollins to the building, to KJ Live. What's good, Ryan? What's up, big bro? How you doing, man? Man, I'm great, man. It's a little chilly out here in LA, man. You out there in where, Denver? What's cracking? Yeah, I'm in Denver right now. We Got got Jokic on. They're not back to backs. They're like gaming games, whatever they're called. So, uh, okay, yeah, man, we we seeing that young boy up close and personal. So you got you guys got Jokic now. The Rockets this year, you guys are sitting at around five and fifteen. Um, the young guys have been playing a lot, getting a lot of experience. Just talk a little bit about how this season in this first sort of third or fourth of the season has gone for the Houston team. I think for the young guys, it's been amazing because they've got a lot of experience. Um, you can look at the record, but you also understand 10 of the first 13 were on the road. We've seen like two non-playoff teams already. So like they've been getting hazed and I think they've done just well. And um, I, I think that the big thing is development. And um, you've seen Jalen get better. We've seen Jabari, who the last three games was averaging around 19 points per you know, kind of really coming to his own. So that's a big point of the season. You know, it, it's not that the Rockets aren't trying to win games. It's like development's important. And when you got a, a, a 18, 19 year old out there on the floor, they're going to have to learn NBA basketball. You know, it, yeah. it's rare that you find those 
with all due respect, the 19 year old, the Magic Johnsons, the the Lucas, LeBrons, that that's why they are who they are. It takes other other guys, you know, a couple more years sure. to become, you know, that guy. Yeah, no, it does, and it's interesting how now. You know, you mentioned Luca, LeBron, but, you know, guys that saw success so early, so prolific in the NBA that we kind of measure rookies by that standard now. And it, and it is sort of unfair. One of the young guys on that team, Shagoon, that's been playing a lot of good basketball. I read somewhere Jokic said the Rockets should run the offense through him more. What's been the key to his development this season uh, for the Rockets? He had so much success last year, but he came off the bench. Now he's a starter. Now the teams are game planning for him a little different. Um, so Alpron Shingoon, he's he's a forty year old man in a <laughs> in a twenty year old's body. Like <laughs> he has all the shoulder face. Yeah, he does. All the oh, like, he's nice. He's he's, he's you at six ten, six eleven, bro. <laughs> no, his footwork is in. No, I'm serious. No, yeah. I know. I know. Yes. That experience in the Turkish league, my man, like Hollins, what do you think? Like, because he came in experience. He was kind of tried through the fire over there. I played mm -hmm. in that league for a quick cup of really? coffee. Yeah, it is one of the most competitive, physical, tough leagues that I had played in while I was overseas. You think that had something to do with it? Or do you, is there something going on? you know, with, with the development staff and the work that they're putting in, just give us some insight on, on, on how he's gotten so much better. It's both big, bro. You know, to, to be honest, um, when, when you look at him, he's gotten so much better in such a small amount of time, but you have to understand that, like, I saw him go pound for pound with Anthony Davis, pound for pound with a lot of these guys last year, DeAndre Aiden, and, like, he wasn't intimidated. He just had to catch up to – Oh, that's how high they jump. That's how fast they run. But I've seen him just absolutely work guys on the block. So it, it, it's he's figuring out how to be that guy. Coming in this year with the different expectations of you're the starter versus off the bench was a you know a different story for him. And you know sure. these young guys are working. They they're competing for minutes. They're playing hard. So you know for Al P, he's like, oh, I gotta I gotta get on their level. I, I gotta I gotta figure this out. So that's the biggest thing I've seen from him is adjusting and growing to what he has to see or what he's going to be seeing on a night-to-night -night basis. Does Jalen Green have the potential to be sort of that superstar-level type talent in the NBA? He does, bro. And the reason I say it, you know, we'll list a couple of reasons. One, he's got it, like, athletically. Like, he's one of those one-percenters, dude. A freak, like, a freak. He's a straight like, freak. You know how there's some guys like, oh, he could win a duck contest. But then there's some guys like the lob went too high and he went and caught it back here and then come down and just made it look real easy, finger rolled it. Like somebody threw him a lob mm -hmm. against OKC and it kind of floated, like led him too long. Like he didn't have his – his feet weren't right, dog. Mm -hmm. And he jumped and just glid <laughs> and then tapped it in. It was like he has that. And then the thing about Jalen is like in here, dog, like he's there. Like, he's competitive, he's angry, he's fiery, like, he's there. So Locked in. a lot of those reasons are why he's going to be really, really good. And I think – I would strongly believe he has that superstar potential in him because he's, like, angry when things don't work out. Like, he's frustrated when, you know, hey, like, he didn't – you know, if he's not scoring or he's not playing up to where he should be, he's mad. Yeah, normally. But, 
he's he's not he's not on a different level. I don't want to say Kobe because a lot of people throw out Kobe, and I think those are really big shoes to fill. Yeah, but he has that like anger, like like I'm supposed to be this dude. Y'all tripping? Yeah. Like y'all tripping? What what do y'all see? Like y'all tripping? Yeah, that's what is like. Yeah, he he different dog. That swagger, that confidence, uh, that's, I mean, we, you know, when we used to hoop against guys like that, we would say it was arrogance, but it's really not. It's just full on belief in your skill set and your ability. And I definitely agree with you on many fronts with Jalen. I've seen him do some stuff that just blows my mind at times. Obviously young and still has to develop and learn how to play. Uh, in the NBA, but man, I want, I still want to stay on the Rockets for a little bit, man, because this it's intriguing, this lineup and this situation, and then going into next season, how things could, could shape up. Okay. With draft positions and all that, Kevin Porter jr. How do you characterize him? Is he, does he embrace like being like sort of a leader an elder statesman on this team? He does as best as he can because he's he's still learning the position. Yeah. This is his second year kind of picking up where he left off last year. But to me, he does it by example. He talks to his teammates. He has an amazing attitude. He's figuring out how to be like a next play guy. Yeah. Like, oh, that didn't go well. All right, next play. Like, next play. Like, he's correcting himself really. Like, next play. Yeah. Because we get a bad whistle sometimes. And I don't say we. And when I say we, I mean the Rockets. In the sense of they get grabbed, they get held, they get pushed to the ground. And it's sometimes like, hey, man, get, like get up and play. And realizing that that's what it is, he's been so much better. And it's it's like it, it's it's just foul sometimes. Like, like every Hooper knows when you get a certain whistle from a referee, like it's personal. Like you are <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? But he's I definitely believe a leader. He wants to step up and hit the big shots. I think he's figuring out still how to get other guys involved. Yeah. So he's the point guard that, like, if you cut KJ, he's hitting you every time. Yeah. But he's learning, like, mm, if I send that guy through, he's going to help. And then, then you know, KJ's going to have an open three in a corner. You know what I'm saying? So you get it, big bro. The next step, like I said, is when that cutter goes through, I'm waving him through to get the three-point shot to open look for my teammate. So when he starts getting understanding offenses and, you know, today's point guard to me has to be even a little do more doper. You want to know why? Because before the point guard's job was just to run the play. Now you got to know your team's strength and you got to know the other team, how they're playing you. You got to know your player's strengths. You got to that, – that position's evolved because switching, dude. Because now oh, your yeah. plays don't work this your plays don't work the same anymore. Yeah. So to me, that's the next step for for Kevin that he has to get you. But don't get it twisted. If you're open, he's getting you to rock every time. No, he's he's super talented. What do you think is the most important facet of a team? I mean, there's you know offense, defense that contributes to success. Is it both, a combination of both? Is it the teams that can pick up the defensive stuff the quickest or is it the teams that can figure out the offensive stuff the quickest in the NBA? Mm, can I take another route? Do it. Culture. Like, who are you? Like, if, if your deal is, like, play defense, get it off the glass and run, like, are you the best at that? Like, if you're Golden State and you score, are you the best at scoring and shooting threes? Right? 
like mm -hmm. culture, like yeah. who are you? Our young guys are figuring out what are we? Mm. Do we scrap and play hard? Do we run? Are we a one on one team? Like, who are the rock? Who are we? Who are the Rockets right now at this stage of the game? Holland. They're still figuring it out. There's a second unit that plays really hard. KJ Martin, Tari Eason, Usman Gruba. They rebound. They dive on the floor. They do do that that whole deal. All the dirty work, like all the nasty that the OG Matt Barnes work. Okay. <laughs> then you <laughs> already big bro. Then you gotta, you know, you got Kevin and Jalen who can score one on one over anybody. Yeah. And they're figuring out how does this work with everybody else mm -hmm. and when am i supposed to go do my deal because it, i can't just go one-on-one -on -one every time down it's not gonna work but my team needs me to go one-on-one -on -one. what's that balance so those two are figuring out what it looks like and the best thing i saw in the last game jalen had what seven eight seven about seven eight assists last game had nine assists the game before so him playmaking now that opens up your shot now they got to figure out how they're going to guard you. So um, that's, to me, the biggest difference that I see um, or the next step with them, or that's the the culture that they have now. But figuring out what, like, what are we? Like, are we the team that's going to, like, get in your face? Are we going to get a little chippy with you? Are yeah. we good guys? Are we sure. bad guys? Like, and it's sure. legit questions. And I don't think any are wrong. Should we, like I said, we're up here in Denver. I remember – you know, Kmart and, and Chauncey and them boys and Melo, they were bad boys. <laughs> Trevely, they were bad boys. Like, that was their deal, you know? So this young team is still figuring it out. I think they need to run more. You know, when you're young, you got to run, dude. Like, people don't want to run with you for four quarters. Yeah. You know, maybe you lose, but you got to lose your way. You know, and then when you figure out what that is, you're dangerous. Absolutely. No, thank you for that assessment. Yeah, it makes sense, too. Uh, everything that you're saying, especially how you how you approach the NBA. I asked about technical stuff on court. You went straight to culture and figuring out identity, which is absolutely the right thing to do. What about this NBA season has maybe surprised you or you've been like, I didn't expect that to happen. Has there been anything that stood out so far, Hollins? Utah. Utah has been pretty good. It's early, though, but you know, you were like, kind of like, what are they? And Mike Conley has found a way to like do it again and, <laughs> and, and be himself. So I think Utah is one of those pleasant surprises. Um, Golden State doesn't shock me. Like, because you know, that you know, they're going to be better, dude. Like it's early. Like them dudes, they're probably not even in shape yet, you know? Yeah. And when we saw them, it looked like the real Steph and the real Clay. So it's like, yeah, they're very much, they're very much still there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very much still there you know so um lakers we're got a 50 50 on um i think indiana pleasant surprise up there moving some bonus they're not great but like they're gonna sneak up and, and beat you and they've had a couple comebacks and kind of rick carlisle's getting in his bag again mm -hmm. remember i think probably his best coaching job was you know, taking that old Pacers team with, with after the altercation, all the suspensions and just winning games. Yeah. And it seems like he's kind of, Rick is kind of doing that again up there with the Pacers. So, um, Halliburton's been I, amazing. I, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, like really good. Like, like crazy. No turnover stats. It's just a turnover yeah. insane. So yeah. like, 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think there's a couple of surprises in the league, those being one of them. I think just everything being even killed, though, man. Like Giannis and Luka doing what they're doing, are we really surprised by that? You know, Jokic being that, like, you know, John Morant, those things are kind of on par to happen. So Thanks. we haven't seen the breakouts, but I guess I guess I just roll with Utah. You know, Utah right now and the Pacers a little bit is just like that that team you don't really want to play because they'll come back and they'll beat you. They play two two bigs. Um, they're they're really traditional, but it's just Rick Carlisle being Rick, dude. Sure, the the Clippers and the Lakers have surprised me the most uh, as far as just the way things are going for both. I expected more out of the Clippers. I understand the rhyme and the reason we can't things you can't control with injuries and this and that, but it just for me, I just felt like you know both of those teams would be in different positions uh, as we had moving forward through the season. Just that's my little two cents not like i you know it, it matters to anybody but uh fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Well, Hollis, let me ask you this. Before you got into the TV broadcasting and when you were a player in the NBA, you were a journeyman. And so you, you know, you bounced around a little bit. You Sometimes you were on a couple teams during the course of a season. How, what did it take for you from a mental and a physical standpoint to stick in the league and to continuously be on and make an NBA roster for over a, de- for a decade? People don't know for a young player, I had a different coach every single year in the league. So I used to be frustrated because I would get different defensive coverages, different expectations from the coaches. I couldn't really get like a, like, this is what we do. This is what we expect from you, from a coach. And I got to a point where it was like, you just got to do it, bro. Like whatever they're asking, like you just got to do it. Whatever the system is, like you just got to do it. And I feel like that helped me a lot in my longevity. Um, And then locking in and, you know, seeing, Hey, are you more of an asset to what coach is asking or a liability? You know, or can you deliver what's being asked of you? And I feel like that really helped change what I was able to do or what I was trying to bring to the table and help my longevity in the league because it's not about you. Like, now, if you're a, a big-time superstar scorer, that's it. But, like, for the role player, it's how well you fit. And you're going to be in different situations all the time, and you got to find a way to bring something to the table. And the excuse can't be, I don't know what we're doing. It's a different coverage than last year. It's a different this. Like, you just got to do it, bro. <laughs> yeah, the different standard for the role player. Yes. How do you fit? How do you adapt? You know, we brought you in for X, Y, and Z, and these are expectations. The expectations are different everywhere. The expectations are different everywhere, dude. Yeah. Who is the, like, the, like, just the hardest dude that you played with, just as far as like a leader, ball player, everything all in one. Was there somebody during your tenure that you you could just have like the utmost respect for because of your experience playing alongside of him? Oh, Kevin Garnett, bro. That's in history. Hmm. Kevin Garnett is culture. He 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 is going to preach the hard work, the diving on the floor the intangibles, the little things. Yeah, that's KG all day, twice right. on a Sunday. It's not even it's not even close, dude. Like mm-hmm. what that man brings to the table, big bro is not even close. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Was there a situation that you look back on during your career where you were like, man, that was the one that I really am satisfied with my performance. I'm happy about how that went. You know what I'm saying? Is there a place? You're talking about like a full year? Yeah, or, or whatever. However long you were there, maybe playoff run. I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of you know spitballing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when um when I was in Boston, piggybacking on KG, I learned what basketball was. Like huh. you can be, like, bro, you you can lose the love of the game in the NBA so easy because it becomes a numbers thing. Yeah. You, the best guy doesn't always play. You're not going to get certain opportunities. The team is trying to lose. The team's trying to win. You know, you're not getting your shot. And 
it's easy to kind of lose the love of the game or just be like, I'm just doing what I'm told. Yeah. Now, in terms of Boston, the reason why I say it was so special for me is that Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray, like those guys played for pride. Hmm. We were playing Atlanta, bro. And I remember me and Greg Steesman after the game, KG, this is when, like, I forget who it was on Sports Center Sunday, like, KG's done, KG's done. He doesn't have it anymore. He's washed up. We're playing Atlanta. I think, like, Jason Collins, bro, uh, he had, like, the game of his life. Atlanta beats us at their place. Yeah. Like, KG's washed up. You know, he heard it. And KG dropped, like, 35, 15, and, and, like, three blocks on him. Like, sudden crazy, dude. And me and Greg Steesman were walking back into the locker room True story, but I can't make this up. And we walk in the locker room, we walk around, and, you know, the garden is TD garden is all old and vintage and it's throwback. For sure. And we walk in and KG's in the locker room by himself and he's standing there and he's like looking to the sky, bro. And he's he's flexing every muscle in his body. He's flexing. The game has been over for the last 30 minutes, dude. And KG, I kid you not, bro, he had goosebumps in his arm. He had goosebumps shooting out through his arm. His hairs were sticking straight up. He looked like a like a super saiyan, bro. Wow. And he was just he was just vibing out. Yeah. <laughs> and me and Greg stopped. <laughs> and we're like, yo, yo, snap, bro. Like, this is not a game. Like, yo, this is real. Yeah. And it was like seeing how intense he was. You hear about it, but once you like you see it, it's it's different. I remember like before the game, no screwing around. Actually, around nobody. He has the same routine he does. Like the Bible, dude, it yeah. is clockwork, stretch, foam roll, you know, shoot, come in, a hot tub coat, like the same deal. And like, if you walk in the, like before the game playing around, he's going to give you the business. <laughs> and like when he dog, like when KG's heated, he'll look up. And, like if he turns like a grunt, like grunt at you, bro, like, like, like. What are you on? Like, and you don't want him to go there. Mm-hmm. And even like layup lines had to be the same. Each person went in a certain order. Wow. And then as the ball fell out the net, he had to let it drop. And then like him and Rondo passed the ball to like it had to be the same deal. <laughs> and like, you know, like, I can't make it up. Like in order, in order, Johnson. So like you weren't ready. It was a it was a thing. Wow. And I, I probably want to say. One of the best experiences is uh, just little stuff, bro. Like, I get off on stuff like this. Um, before the game, there was like a – like we would come out to a certain energy. So, you get out there, and it's the old building, man, TD Garden. Throwback, right? And um, we had to get out there early. So, we're stretching. We're doing our thing. And then, you know – Paul comes out last. Paul's late. It's just Paul's deal, okay? okay? And as he comes out, you know, KG's kind of there. We we would be there earlier, and then KG would walk out full sweat, all right? Literally full sweat dripping. And he's doing his leg swings, his whole deal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Paul would come out in the, in the tunnel. He'd be like, Celtics, are you ready? Ooh-ah. Ticket, are we ready? Ooh-ah. And then he walk in to the huddle. Celtics, are we ready? And we jump around and start doing a deal. And then we take out and run, take yeah. off and run down the garden. Yeah. And it felt like you were running through history. 
And as you come out in the playoffs, dude, the T Garden would be full. Like they don't play. This ain't Atlanta. This ain't LA. This ain't, like, this ain't Brooklyn. This, so the, the Boston fans, full. Boston fans are different. Celtic they're fans, excuse me. Bro, they're going crazy, KJ. We're running out. They're already in their seats. They're going, yeah. they're going nuts. I mean, they're coming out this tunnel and you can see it. And as you run through, it felt like I was in a movie, dude. And half of us go one way, half go the other. We'd circle around and we'd high five around and we'd start the, the, the handshakes and then the layup lines. And it, it had to be to a T, bro. So when we won, there was no accident. That was a lifetime experience. Man. How did and it then, feel? Bro, Doc Rivers used to create a unit where KG would start. And he'd come out the game early, like six minutes in. Every game, he hit the first two, three shots, mid-range jumpers, middies. Gah, 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 come out the game. Then me and KG would come off the bench. Ooh. That's beastie. And- That's beastie right there. <laughs> That's beastie. Yo. Especially if you're hyped. Especially if he's got you hyped. Dude. So, listen, bro, I'm playing with KG was on my wall. I used to cut out little pictures of Kevin Garnett. Paste them on my wall on my wall growing up, bro. Facts. True story. Facts. KG, this was my kind of time. So I would be on the ball and KG would get back and take my man. And whoever went back, he just took him because he was like, we the same, Joe. We the same, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be on the ball and I'd be in a one. It was me and Avery Bradley, prime Avery Bradley. Pick up full court, Avery Bradley. Oh, yeah. We'd start and Keon dueling on the other wing, we would deny the other team. They couldn't get the ball in bounds, bro. Wow. It was like, it was on some like- Lock up. I can't even, I can't even say AAU. It was on some like team Real practice ball. in the- yeah. Team practice in the middle of July. Going on Real press break. Real hoopers. Court, bro. Hey, yo, those, when I say Johnson, I was playing as hard as I could physically play. Like I would have, like run, I'd have run through a wall, bro. I know. Yo, some of the best times in my life. But you talk about basketball being an experience, giving yourself to the game, propelled me, bro. I played five or six more years just off of taking nuggets from that that run. We don't get a championship, no thanks to LeBron, but that run furthest I've ever been in the NBA and just seeing what it's like and the details that go into the game were like. Just being game ready, being able to adjust on the fly. Like, dog, running into a pick and roll with prime D Wade coming off. Yeah. And and I can't foul him because if I get out of position, it's a foul. He's looking for the foul. D yeah. Wade used to be like a power forward, bro, playing oh, a two yeah. guard. Please. He was looking for the contact. So you had to be in the stance ready. <laughs> All right. What was it like playing? What was it like playing Dwight Howard back then? Here's the thing. Dwight was so strong and so fast that like he put his arms up and like you couldn't like get around him. <laughs> so you had to like push him out. And like Dwight used to walk around like Debo, bro. Dwight had his own gravity. Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Like when a guy has his own gravity, like you yes. feel where he is on the court. Oh yeah. So oh, like yeah. Dwight was sitting in the paint, like, I dare you to score over me. What's the nature? He would like send him my way. I dare you to score. Just go. He was getting everything, dude. You had yeah. a different. He would. He just would wreck. He would wreck. Defensive player of the year by the way. One of the greatest defensive players we've ever seen. It was. 
it, like, and then there were like no stretch fives. So Dwight can't get away with that now because of stretch fives. There weren't stretch fives, so he just sat there. Like he was so intimidating, dude. Did you ever dunk on him? Did you ever try? Or I did you ever dunk catch, on? I didn't catch I didn't catch Dwight. Okay. Him a, a jump hook or two before, but like he didn't even have to play real defense, bro. You know how the kids, you'd be like, get in the stance, three quarter, you know, get be ready to play. Dwight was so strong and so mobile, bro. You you couldn't score on him. Is he you top, couldn't score on him, bro? Is he is he top seventy five of all time? Easy. Okay. Easy. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Easy. Bro, he in his era for what he was supposed to do, he was different, bro. They penalized Dwight maybe for, you know, not being the greatest teammate, you know, kind of being to his own drum at certain times. But it's like, dog, that dude, <laughs> that dude right there is different, bro. He he he's not he has not gotten the respect that he deserves. And it's um it, I think it's tough to see, but yeah, Dwight was different, bro. What, what during that your career? What was the single greatest performance you ever witnessed or were a part of on your team, or that you witnessed in person? Two of them that I can't not mention. First is um, Clay Thompson. Clay is not really Clay yet. I don't think this was like they didn't. This wasn't like championship Golden State. And, like, he had a couple games. He was a good shooter. You were like, yo, like, we like him. Like, yo, like, he's good, dude. Like, he's good. And me and Carl Landry were on the bench with the Kings. We're veterans at the time. I think, like, my ninth year, we're chilling. Yeah. yeah. And we're having a conversation like, yo, do you like Clay at all? Like, you like him like that? You know, we're just talking hoops. And he's like, he's solid. You know, like, I roll with him. Like, Carl's like, I'm in on him. I'm like, you know, I got to see more. You know, is he just a shooter? Is he defending? What is he? You know, because – most of the guys we know put the ball on the deck. Clay is going to burn you with no dribbles. Yeah. So I think it's like the third quarter and Clay hits it a three. Okay. It's an open three. All right. Cool. You know, game keeps going in the flow of the offense. Clay hits another three. Okay. Cool. They get on transition. Clay comes down. Pull up three. Cool. Bang. Okay. Clay pull up three. All right. Cool. Clay goes to the block. Mm, turn around, fade. Mm, in your mouth. Mm, Clay hits another jump. Mm. <laughs> Clay comes down. Shot fake one dribble. Pull up three. Boom. Shh, time out. Whoa, hold on. Okay, who's guarding him? Somebody got him. We were throwing when the Kings were throwing random defenders at him. Clay and me and Carl looking at each other more and more like, are you watching this? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like that. There's still point. Clay's right in front of me. I'm waving my towel. I darn near probably hit him darn near. I know he can hear me. <laughs> I'm trying to make a miss. Hot. He scores 35 points in a quarter, bro. Dang. 35? And it's and me and Carl, NBA record 35 points in one quarter, which means that do the math, right? It's crazy. Could have scored, what, 70? 70 more, points? And more than yeah, that. Yeah, 70 times. He could have scored 140 points if he did that every single quarter. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds different. Thirty-five, right? Thirty-five, seventy. Yeah, right. It, it's it all hits different when you say it like that. It hits different. He could have scored one hundred and forty points by himself. That dude's a bucket. Long story short, one of the greatest things I've ever seen on the other end. I think there's a picture in the Warriors office where he's shooting, and I'm like behind him, waving That's the towel, fire. like That's trying fire. to make a miss. Like somebody yeah. took a picture and showed me. That's fine. Um, What's the then other? Then LeBron. 
We were up 3-2. We were ready to get our ring sides, coming back to the crib, coming back to Boston. And the report said LeBron is soft. He's not a dog. He doesn't have it. The actual scouting report? Not the scouting report, but the, that was the consensus about him. He's not like that. You yeah, know, he's yeah, yeah, talented, yeah. he's good. But if you put him – that was our game plan, though, kind of like yeah. if you put him in the right situation, he's going to fold. The he, You'll see his brain thinking too much, and he's going to – he not he's not ready. And um, we got there. We played well. We were going to come out ready. We were going to be us. We knew that if things got tight, we wanted the game to be tight. Okay, we wanted the game to be tight because we knew – Dwayne Wade beat us, I think, two games. And we're like, okay, as soon as we lock in on Dwayne Wade, he's the only guy who can go get you in the in the fourth quarter. So we're right. like, cool. We got Dwayne Wade figured out. Got him locked up. We good. Because now if they got to go to Bron, he not going to – So, you guys, so you guys weren't tripping on Bron. You guys were basically like, if it's the fourth quarter, you're not really tripping on Bron. We're going to see T-Rex arms. He's going to wow. – the moment's going to hit him. The moment's going to hit him, right? Wow. So we're like, just do our thing. Don't trip. Of course, we're playing hard. We don't want him to score, but great players are going to score. But the moment's going to hit him. LeBron proceeded to have one of the greatest performances we've ever seen in the NBA. In the garden, KG said things to him. I can't repeat this day to this day. <laughs> your mama, your, your oh, auntie, Lord. Oh, Lord. grandma, it, he went mm. in. And LeBron had this look on his face, bro. It wasn't hyped. It wasn't sad. It was just in the zone, bro. And he gave us 35, 15, and like five and for the game. In the clo- and it's, bro, it would have been a closeout game. We would have went to the NBA championship. And like, you know, Bron, like it's dunks. It's, nah, bro. These were Jumpers. midi pull-ups. Dude, that's when he was mid-post? That's when he was mid-posting, y'all? Mid-post, bro. Oh yeah, run a we couldn't run a double team over there fast enough. I know because he was already turning around in the fading, and you know the double teams there. So we're jumping on that outside shoulder, forcing him back middle. Yeah, he's still going dog. I remember that game, and it was like I never forget it after we lost. Paul and KG were like, he liked that. Like we respect him. Like he liked that. Ain't oh, no they, more questions. They gave it up. Got it. They gave it up. All right. He got it. They're like, he got it. He liked that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Yeah, that, that Brian game was like that turning point game where, you know, he kind of shed that tag of not being clutch. I remember back then it was all about Brian, this lack of clutchness and why we can't consider him this and that. And that game in particular in the garden, I think they had on their black unis, uh, the dang heat. I mean, they came with it and he, and he couldn't miss. What is, what is it? What did it feel like, like in that situation after the game, when you guys realized like, you know, that the series had shifted I don't want to say we knew we lost because you're going to try everything to win. Yeah. But you knew with in their place, with their role players, see role players play better at home. Their role players running and their energy and a, a different, a different type of atmosphere. Like we had to win, you know, in a play, you have to win this game. Right. Don't let it go back three, three at Fact. their house. No, sir. And, we we don't get me wrong. We gave it everything we had in Game Seven, but we knew that window was missed, and it was like you when you know you've given one hundred percent to something, you live with the results. We live with it. It was disappointing, but we live with the results. Yeah, you do. What do you think was the biggest difference in the way that you were coached at UCLA? versus the way that you were coached in the NBA? Mm, ben Howland, well, Lavin let me get loose. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, just go be you. And it was like, people don't remember, I used to take cats off the bounce and go bang out. I used to shoot. I'm, I'm not going to say bring the ball before, but if I, I play on the wing, I, I could dribble up the mid post, go, go baseline, spin back. Ben Howland was like, 
I want you on the block. I don't want you to dribble. I want you to shoot a jump hook. I don't want you to block a shot. I want you to wall up. It was a whole different thing. When I got to the NBA, it was like, oh, he has a 40-inch vertical? We didn't know that because we never saw you really dunk in college because Ben Allen just wanted two points. So I had to adjust and show God's gifts. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, so you played a different game in, in the league than you did in college, basically. You became the athlete. Yeah. I had to, and it worked out in the best way in the sense that I had to, like, learn, all right, go set this screen, get your shoot open. Okay, he's flaring. Flip the screen, read the flare. All right, he jumps out, slip lob. Like, I had to learn the game of basketball from Ben Hallett. Mm. So later in my career, the things he taught me, and defensively he was a mastermind. I was ahead when I got to the league defensively because of the things he showed me. But once – I merged as a veteran, the, the defense and the offense and the, the, the minute details, things worked out. But it was like, be an athlete, run, use your gifts that you were given. You know what I'm saying? So I had to find that. When you, your, was it your senior year that you played um, in the final? Yes, senior year. And so, and that was against Florida. Yes. And so, I always wanted to know about this. Like, up until that point, you had been playing well, I, I remember. You had been playing well. Uh, as far as, like, NBA prospects, it was sort of like, you know, you were sort of a guy. I don't know if you were on the draft boards, but but you were like an interesting sort of dude for people, right? So when you went up against Noah and Horford and kind of, you know, really showed a different class of athleticism against those two guys – did you, after that game, even though you had the L in the championship, did you at all feel somewhat, like, satisfied? Like, like I proved I could play against two highly rated dudes that are going to be, you know, big-time pros? Well, for one, those two were probably my age, but they were sophomores at the time, which was, like, crazy. Yeah. But I don't think anybody knew those two were going to be – two mainstays in the NBA for a really long time. Right. Like those dudes aren't normal. And then most spaces off the bench and Chris Richards. So they have four leaguers on the team. Most they easy. didn't realize that. I forgot about most yeah. easy. So I was very, very frustrated. I didn't realize I played as well as I played until after the game. I had 10 and 10 in the championship game in like yeah. two blocks. I know. People don't realize that. But I was I was because Noah was so good in Horford, I was going to do moves that Ben Hallen never equipped me to do. Yeah. And it was like beat Noah baseline, spin back. He's just as long as you, he's still there. All right, go up over him with your touch. Nah, I'm showing him the basketball. He's gloving my stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was frustrated. Like I could have had 20 and 10 and chip. But Ben Hallen didn't let me work on my face-ups, my stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel So you. now playing against other pros, I'm trying to go to moves that I hadn't worked on or I didn't <laughs> have. That's tough. And I'm like, this is going to work? This I have to be able to do this to shoot over his length. Yeah. And I didn't have it. Mm. Or to back him down, do, you know, hook or whatever, blah, blah. Because Noah was weak, but he was long. He was just rangy, athletic, super long. Yeah. You know, he was Joe Kim, dog. Like, 
one of the best defenders in the league once he got to the league. So absolutely for me, it was figuring that out. And I was so frustrated in a sense. And I was crushed my last game. I wasn't thinking about going pro or nothing. I was hurt. We lost in the chip. It was crushed. A lot of emotions came to me. They just hit me. They crushed me. Then it was like, yo, get on the grind. No time to soak. Rico called me that weekend. We got to work probably that Monday, bro. Yep. And we, 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 we went at it. Rico Hines. Um, yep. But I was, I knew I had more for me in the NBA. And the first time I saw Noah in the league, <laughs> got him on a post up, face up, baseline, came under that thing and, and yammed it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> like, like that meant something. <laughs> like, you know that what did. I'm saying? That did. And hats off to Joe Kim, bro. That man owned me in that game. There's no question there. And, uh, Joe Kim is that dude, bro. Hats off to him, man. That dude had a heck of a career, bro. Sure. But but for me in that sense, big bro, definitely the like, like, dang, like I'm trying to do something I don't have right now. Yeah. No, but you, I didn't get any of that. I was, you know, I was blown away by your performance in the championship. I still always felt like, you know, that was just like, wow, Hollins really came to play. And that's when I knew you were going to be in the league. Um, I didn't know how, but I knew you were going to be in the league and you could contribute. I was like, this guy can play. I mean, please, you know, 40 inch vert. He's doing all this. Uh, so that that was impressive. What a lot of people don't realize about you, a couple of things they don't realize unless they obviously look you up, is that you had signed with St. Louis originally, Coach Romar, out of high school, and you were a two-sport athlete and were a member of actual member of the UCLA track and field team. How did you balance <laughs> that's that's fascinating me, Hollis. How did you <laughs> how did you balance two sports? Bro, you know when hoop is over in the spring, we chilling. We just doing the little the little workouts. You used to be in there with Coach Spence getting it in. Like yeah. that's the time. I wish I'd never quit track because it was like I could have just done some basketball workouts and did track, and my bounce went wild from year one to year two. That's why my bounce went even like crazier, bro. Yeah, yeah. You think about it. Yeah, I did. And then I had the knee surgery and set me back a little bit, but it was still there. Like it never left. So. Yeah, that's the time we chilling, bro. Think about it. Springtime, we got nothing to do. Yeah. It's just spring workouts and yeah. weights. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was easy. It was it was like it was mentally refreshing. Yeah. Imagine you go from hoop and you need this teammate to go well, that that to work and this, and then it's like, oh wow, every single every single time I went out, I PR'd. Every week, oh phenomenal, career best, phenomenal. You just keep getting better good. and better. Yeah. Yeah. So were you a were you a uh, Fosbury fly? How did what did, wait? What did you do? The long high jump or triple jump? The high jump. I did high jump and triple jump. I took third in state and triple jump in, in high school. But everything there there are like no triple jump high jumpers, so the the events would conflict. They would run into each other. So I just primarily did high jump. And I did seven feet and a quarter, and I went wow. backwards. If that's what you're asking, flop. Yeah, I didn't yeah. go forward. Yeah, yeah. forward was that. It's it, well, dated. No, it's just amazing that a seven foot, because I mean, I sure, Wilt Chamberlain, I don't know of any other seven foot high jumpers. There was a guy that's like six, eight, six, nine in Cuba, Sotomayor. I forgot his first name, mm-hmm. but he was pretty good. But, you know, it's just amazing to me that you had the coordination. I was going to break down that the, the, the fact that you're a high jumper, the coordination to do all that, to do that type of jump and, and then the triple jump coordination to go same leg twice. What was the training like with that stuff, Hollins? Or were you just a natural? Bro, it's the most unnatural thing ever. <laughs> the first time in high school when I went to high jump, bro, um, 
my coach just had me stand on a box and jump into the thing and get used to landing. Oh, in the pit? I had to jump in the pit and it was, our old pit was dusty and the dust stuff was going on everywhere and it kind of, you know, aged. So every time I jumped in, it would be full of just sod and all yeah. kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. I jumped in that pit like 50 times my first time. <laughs> because if you have perspective, you're running, do, 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 do. Then you drive your leg up, you peek at the bar, and in the arch, you go completely backwards. Dang. And I'm trusting that I'm looking up into the sky wow. and I'm trusting that once my feet get over and I tuck, I'm going to land because who trains to jump on a mat? That's freaking if I, crazy. If you did that without a mat, you darn near break your back. It's all about you trust. You got to jump as high as you can. Yeah, it's all about trust. So the biggest thing is getting that trust together. And it, oh, it was so difficult, bro. But once I got used to it, I got better. And um, I kind of figured it out. I got used to it. And then I remember, like, the best coach sometimes is your teammates. And I remember 6'8 was, like, my PR, right? And I remember this Kevin Weaver, unathletic 6'4 white dude, stiff, built like a box. Yeah. Not even really, like, bouncy. You know, you know athletes walk around bouncy and springy? Yeah. I, Kevin 6'8 was my PR, right, in high school. Kevin did a three-step approach and did six eight. Dang. Three step three-step approach means like you're starting from like you normally you start from far back one, two, three, four. You know, you have certain steps. Yeah. He said one, two, three, and went six eight. Ooh. And I was like, this dude just jumped my PR off a three-step approach. And I said, I know I have more bounce than him. <laughs> so I literally watched him and was like, I'm doing it. Doom. Doom. Did it. Doom. Did it. What was your what you hit? What was your what was I your height? Six eight. Oh, you so did, did you beat it? I did seven feet, and, seven feet and three quarters was the highest I've done. Damn. And I was told that when I cleared seven feet and three quarters, it was like four or five inches that I could have even went even higher because I still didn't really have the form. Man, what's dang? That's because the, the toughest thing, big bro. The tough, the, the toughest thing is when you you want to just jump super high, and, ah, but. If you get too technical, you don't really. So you got to find that mix of power and technique. Boom. Man, that takes a, a considerable amount of, of grace and coordination. My brother Mariah was a high jumper in high school and he did some stuff. Mo was high jumping. So, I mean, but it does. You And you had to have a certain type of build, I think. Although. Yes. Although it's crazy that Kevin was able to do that um, with his box shape, <laughs> as, you, as you described him. <laughs> Easy, bro. Yeah, yeah. Kevin and and I learned so much and he was a great veteran. I just followed him. Yeah. But like, come on, man, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do, you know? Yeah. Just follow, just watched him. Yeah. I can learn so much more from watching him than anything a coach could tell me. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. And who who would you credit for your basketball love of the game? Like when you first fell in love with the game when you were a young man, was it a, a NBA player? Was it a coach? Was it you know parents? I don't. You tell me. My dad, man, easy. He put a court up in the backyard. I remember coming home from school, my neighbor went and got me, which was weird. Like my neighbor never picks me up from school. It's either dad or mom. People pick me up from school. I got home. There's a court in the backyard. I lost my marbles. I remember watching the 92 NBA championship. I was originally a Rockets fan, dude. Okay. Watching Hakeem and Shaq go at it. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with the game. They're they're tall like me. They're big like me. And then it was the two tall guys were the centerpiece of that championship. Mm-hmm. You know, who was going to win? And I just fell in love with the game from there, dude. And it was something I was just in the backyard, just voluntarily just shooting and playing. And my dad just knew. It's crazy. My dad always said, my dad's only 6'4". My mom's 5'11". Okay. My dad was like, my son's going to be 7 feet. You're going to be 7 feet. Since a kid, I knew I was going to be because he put it in my brain. And he put the cord in the backyard, dude. And I just I fell in love with it. He just he just put the, the, the pieces there, dude. And it worked. Did you guys used to work out a lot? Like, would it be like early in the morning or late at night? Or did you have any uh, uh, unorthodox methods that pops kind of? I wanted to to. train with my, see, my dad was a track and football guy. And I went to train and work with him more than anything, but he wouldn't do it. It's weird. We would go down to the high school and he would train the high school kids how to hurdle, how to, he trained the state champ in in hurdles. Wow. Taught him how to hurdle, like, 
like my, he was his deal. So we would play basketball, but he never like trained me. He didn't know how. He didn't know how. What do you mean? It's crazy, and we and it's different times. Yeah, no, it was different times. So when you were around what eighth, ninth grade, is that when you kind of say you took you started to get real serious about the game, seeking out training, working on different moves, playing in AAU? Was it around then, or was it earlier? Not even then. I didn't play organized ball. I just played in the backyard. Yeah. I didn't have those same opportunities, dude. Dang. I played in the backyard. I got I thought you I thought you hooped. I thought you were on AAU. I wanted to. I just didn't have an opportunity. Wow. So you was just I wanted to. Park. You was so, in the park? Nowadays, if they see a kid six five, you're grabbing him on a team. You're gonna go pick him up from his house, drive him <laughs> to where he's going. <laughs> dude, you know, growing up it wasn't like that. Damn. Now every kid has a team. It wasn't like that when we grew up. Yeah. You were privileged to kind of have an AAU team or something like that. Like I got cut. I made the freshman team, the JV team, my, my summer year and in going into the summer. So I didn't play to my sophomore year organized basketball. How did you get on the college radar? Kept growing, kept getting more bouncy. Uh, I would start, I started going to the camps. And then I played AAU, but I didn't really play major AAU, but I murdered those camps. You know, the, the West Coast camp, uh, oh, yeah, Dino Chagones had his deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I murdered it. I played for Rockfish a little bit, but I murdered it. And it was like, you couldn't deny that. Like Greg Hicks ranked me third in California as a center. Wow. And the people were like, why are you, who's Ryan Hollins? Who is that? He, Greg was like, just watch, mm-hmm. <laughs> just watch. <laughs> Yeah, and why St. Louis coming out? Was it what was it all Romar, or was it something about St. Louis that you loved, or was it a combination of both? It was all Romar, bro. It was two hundred percent Romar. So when Romar bounced, it wasn't even a question. Like, I'm out. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'm out. Hey, the funny thing is, real quick, not to interrupt you, but when Romar left UCLA to go be the head coach at Pepperdine the first time. Yeah. All of us were thinking about bouncing over to Pepperdine. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Everybody know that. Oh, please. Every, I mean, it, the thought went through people's minds. I'll just say that. Wow. I know I was dead serious. I was like, Malibu, the only thing, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, dang, leaving UCLA. But yeah, but it's like, you know, did I, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, I can't leave UCLA, dog. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. For so, real, for real. Sorry, sorry. Continue, my brother. Um, yeah, Romar, when he left for Washington, I was supposed to go to Washington. And when me and Romar first talked, he said, if you could go to any school, who would it be? I said, UCLA. But that time, I didn't like UCLA. You know, UCLA just had to make sense for me, dude. I was off them, super chip on my shoulder. Super chip. Like, they don't rock with me. I don't rock with them. <laughs> so you they was on that. You, you was on that. So you wasn't rolling with Lab at first. No, he didn't recruit me. He looked past me. Gerald Mackins sat there and looked past me. Gerald Mackins had to, like, get me some, like, Tracy McGrady shoes, bro. He had to order some shoes and get me some shoes. Wow. Who did- to make up for it. Because I told him straight off, this is, dog, I, you can't, bro, you remember I was on one. I was like, you overlooked me. You told him first that. time I saw him. Oh, I saw you. You came to my game and overlooked me. And didn't say nothing to me. Oh wow! I forgot you were. You I were, was on you that. Were on one. 
Yeah, I didn't know the etiquette, bro. Yeah. I didn't know the etiquette. And then um, I said, look, I plan on being a professional. And this is my choice. And every center that went through UCLA made it to the pros. I know I'm not their guy. I know they don't know me. They don't know anything about me. So I came in with a super chip on my shoulder. And I said that if I can start here, the NBA is meant to be. But Mike Faye was supposed to be the four-year starter there. Mm-hmm. Not Ryan Hollins. So when I came, I came about that business, boss. Mm-hmm. You had to see me. And probably the first person that kind of really gave me my roses, it was like, hey, hey, he's different. MJ, Pops came through. We were playing pickup, pickup ball. Okay. And he pulled me to the side. I swear to God, bro. I don't want to swear to God over something my new, like something simple like that. Not life and death, but like Pops was like, you're going to be a 10 year NBA veteran. Dang. A long time in the NBA. Nobody knew you had Evan Burns, Jason Capono, Ray Young with the grown man calves. Yeah. You had all these guys in there. Yeah. Michael Fay. Michael Fay was like Lefty. all American at the time. Yeah. He said, Ryan Hollins, you're going to play 10 plus years in the NBA. And I've been a I've been a Johnson ever since. <laughs> well, MJ <laughs> MJ always has that that unique ability as far as that basketball stuff to spot it out. Especially he he sees something about it. He's passed that along to us as well. And and we definitely man, when you're the way you played, they, they just you affected the game in a lot of ways without scoring. And I just I mean, for me, it was just you know it was a no brainer. It was a no brainer. I wish the one regret that. I think I had for you at UCLA was was when they sort of stunted your development a little bit as far as the things that you were capable of doing. Because I definitely saw, I remember, <laughs> I think that year under Lav, you were doing some stuff. I mean, I, I remember, did you take off, did you have a crazy dunk that year from the dang Dog, year? How many? Dude, you had one dunk, but it was one dunk. That was just crazy. I can't remember, but I was just somewhere watching. I think I was at a bar. I was just like, you came through. You had the you had the long braids, and I was like, <laughs> damn. I was like Hollis. I think I texted somebody. It was like Hollis, man. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. No, nah, yeah, yeah that- bro. I I was um, you know, like you said, I was. I never. I knew there was so much more for me because I knew I wasn't being taught the right things, and I I just knew. If somebody gave me the opportunity, if I could just creep through that door, I knew I had to do it on hustle because I was like, if y'all mess around and let me get this skill part, it's a wrap, bro. Yeah. It's a wrap. I just knew there was more for me. I was like, this is not it. I haven't even become me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you haven't. And, and what I what I love about it, you took that same sort of attitude and you attacked the world of, of sports media and sports broadcasting in a similar fashion. I, I, I watched your ascent and your rise and, you know, watching you on ESPN and just just watching you just go about it and never turning down a job or an opportunity. At one point, you seem to be one of the hardest working men in all the sports media. Uh, you're on every day, two and three times. I mean, I, I remember all that. So I have a lot of respect for your grind brother is, is not only as, as a basketball player, but in the afterlife, you know, the after basketball, you're, you're an excellent example. Uh, I love when you post your stuff of you working out still and just how, how you keeping yourself together uh, in shape, dunking, still live, still, you know, I saw you was at the big three. You wait, what did you play? <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. The big three. What, what, 
Do you still like when what is it about the big three that made you want to go and play it? I love the game, bro. Like I love the game. And then I'm like, we don't gotta go overseas and I can still do broadcasting. Like I love I always thought they'd have to drag me off the court with an injury. Yeah. And like the, I always thought that my career was gonna like Alonzo Morning, like it was gonna have to be it. Like I just yeah. can't I always envision that. And um when I went to Spain, I experienced a nationalism, which trumps racism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't be a part of this. Mm. So only two of us Americans can be on a court at the same time. Mm. No matter how well I play, y'all going to sub me out the game. Yeah. That's I'm not, not going to get a chance to rock. Policemen pulled me over for no reason. I was like, where's your passport? I was like, I work here. He's like, where's your passport? I was like, bro, I live down the street. Where's your passport? I said, I'm, my father raised me to have much more pride than that. So when I went into broadcasting, I knew I ended my basketball career premature. But I said, I ain't going back overseas. I ain't sending my family over there. I ain't doing that. We're not going to have a 10-year overseas career. I'm going to work my gosh darn tail off to make broadcasting work. I don't have an option. Mm. I don't have an option. There's no. This is going to pop. Big bro, you don't understand. This is going to pop off no matter what. Mm. And what I didn't know, I was starving to find out. I asked a million questions. I used to go to first take. I used to sit in the control room and first take and watch the show. Good. So what makes this show good? What is he saying? What's he not saying? What, 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 what do you want to see on the show? What's the idea of the show? I used to ask the producers, what do you guys want from me? I used to write essays. I used to write and send in stuff to, to get my notes together so they knew I was prepared so I could send my knowledge. I, what does the editing look like? My social media, I started running on my social media because I realized that, dang, that was a weak clip. Mm. So I understood I need to come off with something good for my social media. Like, dang, you are lame right there. Your biggest judge is yourself. Now try to post your content and make your content pop off. Then mm. you'll find out that you ain't really doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. How you entertain. Mm. I got five seconds to grab your attention before you tune off. Facts. I got to grab you in five seconds. Then I got to be interesting. Then I got to I gotta make you feel some type of way. Mm. If you hear me talk and I, you didn't feel some type of way, love, joy, happy, peace. We come back to watch our favorite media personality for the emotions. I hate him. I love him. Dang, he couldn't be more right. He couldn't be more. I had to figure that out. Mm. I, didn't have a, I didn't have an option, KJ. No. I wasn't going back overseas. No, sir. No, man, when your back's against the wall, you, sometimes we find out a lot about ourselves. You know, when we really have, when we really have to step up and, you know, the meta, the true measure of a man is tested. My brother, uh, we've been on this thing for a minute, man. Uh, it's about time that we got you on. I know that I uh, was supposed to have you on last year, but, uh, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out. But I'm glad you made some time for me and my brother to come on, man, and chop it up with me. Appreciate it, big bro. Anytime. You know that, man. Man, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Hollins. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.